And we have, as we always do at this time every week, Lisa Lanier on the phone with us. She is our official attorney of this program, LanierLawGroup.com. She does a segment called Lawyer Up. Hello, Lisa. How are you doing? Everything okay? Everything's good. How about with you guys? Pretty good. Uh, are, are you and the kids tired of each other yet? You know, we're, we're actually not. It's kind of surprising that they they seem kind of blissed out. I think the, um, you know, it'll wear off eventually, I'm sure. But mm. I think what's going on is that we're usually so busy and go, go, go. And they're kind of enjoying the break. Mm-hmm. That's, exact, that's exactly how it is in my family. He's lying through his teeth, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> He was hoping you were going to say, we can no longer stand each other. We'll try to kill each other. Yeah. Then he could truthfully agree. Yeah. Spend more time with each other. We you took a walk, you said, yesterday. We took a walk outside yesterday. Yeah. It was, uh, three of us went out. Two of us came back. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> we have done very, very well. Just spending more time with each other. Ah, uh, yes. You know, it's uh, just the whole, the family and the Lord together, and that's what we like. <laughs> Don't bring him into this. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing there? That's what we like. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Lisa. I hope everybody stays healthy here. Let's get into some uh, lawyer up this week. We had more stories for you this week. Last week, I was thinking, boy, there's nothing going on in the in the, the world of law because the courts have ground to a halt here, it seems. Uh, you told us last week, but this week we have some. Biggie is watching this documentary on netflix called tiger king and a lot of people are i mean it's gotten to be a huge thing uh holly told us unreal Mm -hmm. unreal if you're not watching you have to watch lisa if you haven't watched it watch it yeah i've not it's actually on my list i was thinking about watching it this weekend i haven't had a chance to research it yet what do you think about like middle school age kids is it appropriate no no middle no 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 no. this is this is an adult series but let me tell you once you stop you can't start my middle schooler watched it and had no problem with it. That's, that's how I do, you know. I just look away and uh, they watch the things. Well, anyway, there's a guy in it named Joe Exotic. I guess he's pretty much the star of it. And he's suing the U.S. Department of Interior and the U.S. Federal Wildlife Service, saying they targeted him with wildlife regulations that put him out of business. He wants almost $80 million for that, 78.8. And he's suing two former colleagues for setting him up on a murder rap as well, which he says contributed... Uh, to the death of his mother, and he wants another $15 million from them. Lisa, do you know much about this, and do you think he's going to be successful in these lawsuits? No, he's not going to be successful. This is one of those situations where, you know, he's been sentenced to 22 years in federal prison, and he's sitting there, and he in federal prison, they have a lot of access. You know, he's got access to social media. He's got access to, you know, he's got a computer, the Internet, and he's, and a lot of times they have folks in there who get their paralegal certificate and help these guys file all these lawsuits pro se, which is what this guy's doing. And what he's saying is that the Department of the Interior and the Wildlife Service were uh, erroneous in categorizing the tiger as an endangered species, and then that they applied the law to him and regulations to him in a way that they did not to other people. Mm. And they say, he's saying that they did this because he's gay and they were discriminating against him. And then it led to the loss of his business. Apparently, the Greater Wynwood Exotic Animal Park was quite popular and a good moneymaker mm-hmm. at one time until the tiger regulations were changed. So anyway, this guy's he's way off base with this. I mean, you know, they, it was, they were not out of line in putting the tiger on the list, and they didn't apply it to him, I don't think, in any kind of way that was different. Although I haven't seen the series, but from what I've read, it was just uh, you know business kind of as usual for 
those federal agencies, and he's I think he's out there. And he says, says his mother's death is caused by this, and all mm. kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, Biggie loves the show and says that it is a uh, white a, trash mecca. Unreal. Yeah. It, not <laughs> not since the wild, wonderful whites of West Virginia has something like this. It, it'll it'll pull you in. Also, a great documentary if you haven't seen it, Lisa. The yeah, wonderful whites of wild, yeah. wonderful whites of West Virginia. That was a really good one from a few years ago. So you've got some watching to do, if you'd like, Lisa. I do. Are you doing? Watch that this weekend. Now, are you doing a more video conferencing? I know last week you said uh, we were talking about how people are cleaning up their areas, and you had a naked bobblehead of Donald Trump that you had to hide that people were seeing behind you on the video conferencing. And you sent us a slow motion shot of him doing the bobblehead, (laughs) which made me laugh. (laughs) Terrific uh, little representation. (laughs) Are you doing any more of this video conferencing? I am, yes. I have three of those today, as a matter of fact. It's really, you know, people are finding new ways to do business. Mm -hmm. And we are, uh, lawyers are considered essential, so we are still working. But we're we're trying to do it in a way that's really safe for us and for our clients and for, you know, adverse attorneys and everybody. So we're doing a lot of it by video, Zoom, you know, that kind of thing. It's really great. It's it's really neat to see people get creative about how to keep doing business. Little note I have for you here that if you see somebody who's not turned on their video uh, during the video conference but you can hear them but not see them good chance they're naked very good chance (laughs) (laughs) they got or they got a shirt and tie on and no pants yeah (laughs) something like that right yeah exactly i was going to ask you lisa have you caught anyone like rolling their eyes or something forgetting they're on camera no not really i mean people i think right now until people get a little bit more used to it they're very nervous and they act sort of like uh like they're on television for the first time or something, they get kind of camera shot. That's the main thing I think people get. Just awkward. They act awkward. It does happen. They forget to mute it. You hear what you just said? That's true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, There is a court, another uh, case here for a lawyer. A court in Philadelphia has ordered coronavirus testing and treatment for an inmate there. He has a 106-degree fever and difficulty breathing and a constant cough. Mm. Some are saying it's a waste of a test because... It's a death row inmate. Oh. (laughs) But the court the court ordered it. Are they wasting a test here, Lisa, for somebody who's going to be put to death fairly soon anyway? What do you think about this? Well, so this this case is really it's different than some of the situations that we are seeing across the country where death so the prisons are having a real problem with this because prisons process you know, thousands of inmates in and out every day. And Mm -hmm. so it's a really difficult situation. And so a lot of uh, death row inmates, like in Texas, they've put a hold on executions because they're saying, you know, the lawyers that represent these people can't do what they need to do because the courts are closed and some things like that. But this guy has a really interesting case. He was actually sentenced. He has served 23 years so far on death row He was convicted of assaulting and killing a four-year-old, but now prosecutors have discovered that the evidence that was used to convict him was erroneous, and the DA has come forward and filed with the defense counsel a uh, brief supporting his exoneration. And so now they're trying to get – so he's on death row, and they're saying he's an innocent man. Oh, my. Wow. So this maneuver, yeah, Mm -hmm. they were going to leave him in the prison – medical facility and just let it and he probably would have died there but what his lawyers were able to do is convince a philadelphia judge to allow him to go to a private hospital to be treated because he's probably innocent that's fascinating do you think they would have let the guy die if it was pretty obvious he had committed a crime i do i think they were going to leave him in the medical facility the only reason he got to go to a private hospital was because of 
this claim that he's innocent. And do you think, I guess a lot of prisoners are being let out now if they're nonviolent offenders because of coronavirus, aren't they? That's my understanding. I think they're also, uh, they're not sending people to jail for nonviolent offenses now. And so, you know, I think some of the lesser uh, lesser crimes are not being punished with jail time. Smoke your weed. A little hoochie-hoo. You know, have yeah. your hoochie-hoo if you want exactly. to. that make you feel better, Kelly? <laughs> I won't say a word. I, you, I, you know, now that we're yeah, on. you letting your dealer come right to your house? Now that, <laughs> yeah, don't go too far now. Don't push it. <laughs> now that we're on the subject, I've had some people suggest to me that to pay back this trillion-dollar, two-trillion-dollar Stimulus package, we need to legalize marijuana and tax it. Federally. Federally. Yeah. Federally and make some money on it, and that would make up the difference. Couldn't hurt. No, I, hey, I said all for it. You know, that was my thing. Not that I smoke marijuana. <laughs> Not in public. I want that, <laughs> I want that put out there. So, Lisa, that. are the federal courts on hold right now? So courts all over are on uh, reduced staff, reduced hours, and there are no – there are no public, you know, except for emergency situations like where you've been charged with a uh, crime and you need to be arraigned or a domestic violence type thing. Um, they are, you are still able to to file uh, documents and things in most jurisdictions, but it's very it's very reduced, and you're not having hearings and trials and things yeah. that we, require you to go in person. A couple other cases here for Lawyer Up, and this is a good one out of Oklahoma City. A, a nurse named Kevin Riedel was working at the Oklahoma Heart Hospital South, and he'd worked there more than five years until about 10 days ago when he was fired. And he says that he was fired because he was wearing a protective mask. He had it on. This is right at the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, his boss came up to him and said, you're going to start a panic if you keep wearing that mask. And he said, but I'm doing this as protection to myself and the patients. So his supervisor wound up sending him home and then a day later, he was fired. He says he did take the mask off and did not put the mask back on when he was told to take it off. Uh, his attorney says there uh, it is an awful firing. Of course, I mean, based yeah. on it's his story only. But it sounds like to me he's got grounds to sue the hospital and to sue the uh, folks he works for, his uh, supervisor. He worked in the cardiac care unit. I would think they'd want everybody to wear a mask. And why would it cause a panic at the hospital? You expect people to be wearing masks. What are your thoughts on this, Lisa? I think he's got an excellent case. Yeah, I do think he has a good case, but what the hospital is saying is that, look, you know, this, there was no no reason, no protocol here that required him to wear a mask. This was a cardiac patient, no sim, no symptoms of uh, the COVID-19 whatsoever, and uh, he was just starting an IV on this guy, and he they felt like by him wearing the mask, he was scaring patients into thinking, oh, you know, maybe this nurse has it, or maybe, you know, or, or uh, maybe it's really all over this hospital or something, and so... They were also, they say, the hospital claims they were trying to save the masks for situations where people were actually encountering someone with COVID-19 symptoms. Now, that makes sense to me. If they're trying to save the mask for yes. somebody else, I get it. But for good reason. It, yeah, but if yeah. you're in the hospital as a patient, why would you ever be freaked out by a mask? I Half the people in there are wearing yeah. masks, you know? Yeah. Don't you I don't must be more freaked out by somebody without one. Yeah. I mean, the nurses mm -hmm. don't when they come in and put an IV, but yeah. if they did, if one of them did, he wouldn't mm -hmm. go, think oh, twice, no. yeah. I, I wouldn't think twice right. about it either. He's wanting $75,000 in damages. Do you think he's going to wind up winning it and getting it? I think he will because what his attorney anyway says that at that point, there were already CDC guidelines in place that recommended that nurses start wearing masks, even in situations where people were asymptomatic. And so if, if his version of it is, is accurate, that he, you know, he wanted to wear the mask for that reason and that he, he claims even that he took it off when they said to take it off. But I do think he will prevail here. There's a thing. 
called wrongful termination against public policy. And I think that that would be in his favor here because I don't think it's a good public policy to tell nurses that they can't wear, you know, this kind of protective device that's apparently implemented by the CDC at the time this happened. Yeah, so yeah. I think he's going to end up prevailing. Well, I do too. I think he's got a win there. There's another coronavirus story today, a lawsuit filed by an attorney in Boca Raton, uh, the Berman Law Group. He is saying that China's failure to report and contain the virus more quickly essentially caused the world to be a giant Petri dish, and therefore they're to blame for the whole outbreak of coronavirus. Well, I think I probably agree with him. Yeah, He's filing a class action lawsuit. I can't imagine that's going to go anywhere. I mean, how do you sue the country of China if you're down Boca Raton? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, where do you? Where does the defense? Where do the defense lawyers come? Yeah. Filing this. <laughs> you know, hey, what's going on Please here? Please tell me some attorney from Boca Raton has to go to China and serve it to him. <laughs> right. You've been served. What are your thoughts on this, Lisa? A class action lawsuit against the land of China? Yeah, it's it's a little out there. So he's he's got some problems here because he what he's trying to do he's filed it in the U.S. courts and he's trying to drag China here to defend, you know, as a country, it's just kind of, it's just kind of ludicrous. But um, his big problem is there is a a piece of U.S. legislation called the Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act. And it says you can't sue other nations here in our courts unless there are a few exceptions. Typically, it involves like one of their representatives is here in this country and like, you know, he runs over you with his car or something like that. Or they're doing some kind of commercial activity with us here where they, you know, bring goods into our country and there's some problem, you know, with the goods or whatever. So I mean, it's not it here, just them doing their own thing in their own country does not qualify as one of those exemptions. So he's not going to be able to drag them into court here under that act. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I mean, that just seems really odd to me. We'll leave the Chinese alone. And why to go? Why even go to that length? Why take the time? He's got to know as an attorney this is not going to work. I mean, it seems ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Seriously though, do you think we could legalize marijuana over this whole thing? I'm just I'm coming back to this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you know, yeah, you know, maybe so. You got a two trillion dollars stimulus package here. We got to pay for I'm it. Something. You know when this conversation is best over a joint. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's probably what, where where it was bred. It probably birthed itself. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. a lot of questions about this. I'm getting a lot of P1s emailing me saying, we've got to legalize marijuana in order to pay for this huge stimulus that we've given out now. If where it's legal, they keep notes on what they sell, you could kind of get an idea of what the tax Absolutely. numbers would look like. Oh, I think they'd be big. A federal, just take a little bit of a federal tax there. We're yeah. talking trillions, yeah. man. I think we're talking a lot of money. You're shopping local? I think you are, yeah. You're shopping local? And help the farmers. Look at all the farmers it would help. That's, you know, that, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. There's one more quick uh, email today. A pretty good one. I think. And now a lot of hotels are closing right now, but uh, this came before they did. A P1 listener who lives on the Outer Banks of North Carolina says she needed to rent a hotel room for one night because uh, her sister was headed over to her place. Her sister lives in the Outer Banks. She lives in Pittsburgh, which is you know several hours away. So she says, I called the Comfort Inn in the Outer Banks to pay for her hotel room, and they refused to rent me a room. They said they don't rent to locals. Is it legal for hotels to not rent to locals? You see that sometimes, I think, where they don't rent to a local. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay for them to do? That seems she says it seems like it some is. sort of discrimination. It is okay. It is. It's it's legal. It's legal, and it's actually pretty common. And as long as they are not applying the policy in a discriminatory way, mm-hmm. you know, where they're targeting people in a protected class, like certain religion or certain race, mm-hmm. as long as they're not doing that and they're just applying it across the board, it's perfectly legal. 
And the reason they do it, and uh, it, I was actually talking to a colleague not long ago about this because uh, he lives in Asheville, and he was his house is for sale, and mm. he had a bunch of showings over the weekend. And so he and his wife were tired of having to worry about having the house look perfect, so they were just going to go check into a local hotel. And he had a devil of a time finding one that would rent to locals. Rent would earn, you know, he just mm. they were all had that policy and they wouldn't do it. But the reason they do it is they've had bad experiences across the board, most hotels, with local rentals, because usually people, when they rent locally, are kind of up to no good. It's usually either partying or yeah. some kind of, you know, maybe a like an extramarital thing that you can end up having, you know, all kinds of bad ramifications from or, mm. you know, damage to the room. It's usually not a good thing, so they don't like to do it. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, you got to go where they've got an hourly rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, they charge you for eight hours, yeah. but it's a lot easier. Over to OYO. That's oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you're talking about. I know where it is. I know the OYO. <laughs> oh, he knows where it is. <laughs> you just have a different name. Yeah. What you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I picked him up from there. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and as you were speaking there, Lisa, I was thinking, you know, when I was in high school, a bunch of us rented a hotel room one night for the party. Now, Ooh, I wasn't, yeah. I was not invited. Yeah. I yeah. did not go. I heard about it, though, and I heard, I thought about going over there. That's one of those things where I told my mother, I was like, I just can't do it. You know, my mother was, you know how I told you recently, mm-hmm. she, would, she was so nice to me, and, and she never thought I would do anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So I never did. Yeah. So I didn't go over there. But the, yes, they would rent like a couple hotel rooms and just get blind. As you know, as seniors in high school, probably sexual activity. Prom nights. Man. So prom night, you can't rent a hotel room anymore. I guess not. I mean, well, if it but, depends you know, on the hotel. Most yeah. of them have gotten wise to it. Yeah, there's been too much damage and too many, you know, people. I mean, you think about all the different reasons that people rent a local hotel room. Most of them are not great reasons, you know, as far as the hotel is concerned. It's true. Either like the party thing. But I mean, even like there's all kinds of problems where. You know, somebody's having an affair, they mm-hmm. use the room, then, you know, the, the spouse finds out and comes and, you know, brings... Oh, what do you think I had to pick up, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't aim for hotels and motels. If it says motor court, yeah. your chances are probably yeah. a lot better. Yeah, They're going to let you rent, local or not. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> you know, innkeeper got to eat. This should be your podcast, Dave. It's <laughs> really good. We leave, we leave the light on for you. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Lisa Lanier is our official attorney of this program. She can get her at LanierLawGroup.com. Finally got it out there. Or HireHeavyweight.com. Lisa, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a great weekend. Thank you.